Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, and it's another episode of Around the Boards of the Speedway podcast. Um, delighted to say Rob is back with us the, this evening. Welcome, Rob. How was your trip into London town last week? Yeah, it was lovely, mate. Yeah, very nice. Um, if anybody's not seen the uh, musical Wicked, I would give it a whirl. I'll give it a go. Very good. Um, yeah, can't complain. Always nice to have a trip, even if uh, at the expense of the podcast. But, you know, what do you do? I don't get paid enough. I was just going to say, I hope you didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't get paid enough for this. So we've we've, we've paid enough out already over the last two weeks. I'll say yeah, last, no, well, we thirty quid, but forking out Wonga. Well, yeah, we money now. We sort of thrown out money on a meeting that might not happen. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Refund. Proper luck. Proper luck. That isn't it. Jesus. Um, those those are you aware? Um, we seem to be one missing again this evening. Unfortunately, Kane is um gone absent i don't i don't know where he is hopefully he'll join us at some point in the show he knows we're recording my guess is probably asleep yeah unfortunately kane's been doing a lot of night shifts isn't he in the in the real world in his other job that isn't the podcast um so i think he's a bit tidy poos but hopefully katie poo will rock up soon that would be lovely we can only we can only but hope but we shall crack on the show we've got a guest awaiting us uh in about 15 minutes time so um, we shall be going through a slightly diluted uh, schedule this week. Um, the weather has taken its toll on uh, a lot of meetings this week, but uh, we're on the final stretch now and there's still a lot to go through and we look ahead to the uh, final round of the uh, SGP series in uh, Torren. This coming weekend, we'll look back on the SEC round four and the final round of the series um, as they completed um, and find out who the, the qualifier for the Grand Prix will be next season. Um, Jacob Hook will be coming on the show in about 15 minutes. Um, Jake, I think he's probably more well-known for his appearances on BSN at the moment, but uh, he'll be talking about his, uh, his time in England and looking ahead to next year as well. And he will be taking me on in what will be the penultimate quiz. Um, I've informed Rob this evening that he will be taking on the final one next week. So the pressure's on you, Rob. Yeah, um, if you could win tonight to give us plenty of a lead and then we're not riding on me not bottling it next week, that would be ideal because... Mm. Um, yeah, I might, I, I might bottle it. You'll have to make it a nice quiz. Just make it a Swindon-related quiz next week, and we'll be fine. We definitely don't cheat here. Yeah, no, yeah, I might do something <laughs> Swindon-oriented. We'll see. Depends. If I'm get a Swindon guest on, that'll make it more interesting. Exactly. Yeah, 
We'll get Alan Rosher on. See if Alan Rosher or someone will come on. Lordy, I got got some questions for him, mate. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, perhaps we won't bother. Um, no, get get Terry Russell on. I'm sure he'll have. He's got plenty of questions to answer as well. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll bear <laughs> that in mind for next week. But um, we've obviously got the Premiership and Championship playoffs ongoing at the moment, and we'll be looking looking back and looking ahead to the fixtures that are now coming. Um, we've also got the European Pairs Championship, which will be taking place in Opole in Poland next Sunday. We'll look back over the fixtures that have happened, look forward to the fixtures that are coming, um, obviously our Rider of the Week, Meetings of the Week, and all our usual features. But to begin with, Rob, we shall begin in what will be the final round of the SGP series in Torren, and just to bring a few rider updates at the moment. Um, Dominic Kibera will be making his customary appearance in a Grand Prix after, <laughs> unfortunately, he pulled out of the... Um, the, the, the Lublin round earlier in the series with that back injury. Um, he'll be coming in as the wild card for this one. And uh, meeting reserves for this will be Matthias Scherniak and Bartek Kowalski, um, which I think is a little bit um, bit of a kick in the teeth for Dam- Damien Ratajak, to be honest, because um, he actually um, won the final round and comes second in the series of the uh, SGP2. So I'm, I'm, and considering Kowalski's already been a, a wild card this season, I'm surprised that Ratajak's not there unless there's another reason. But yeah, bit of a weird what, one, isn't it? Yeah, it's what it is, I suppose. But um, and then um, following on from that, um, it's been confirmed that Andre Lebedev will be taking his place uh, in place of Magic Yunovsky, um in the round, and then we await what happens with Anders Thompson and Ty Woffenden. Um, unfortunately, Ty's had another incident in the Rockslav. Lublin final this evening um, he, he appeared to be in some discomfort so I'm not sure that Ty will be there come Saturday but um, we shall await news on that, um, I know Jan Kovec and uh, Kai Huckenbeck are waiting in, in the wings but let's look at the series Rob and obviously after everything that happened last week um, or the previous week with um, uh, Bartosz Marslik um, being yeah. disqualified from the event it's now much much tighter than we ever imagined it would be going into this final round yeah, it looks quite tasty now, doesn't it? I thought it was going to be a foregone conclusion, if not already settled. But the uh, powers that be have taken a leaf out of Formula One's book from a couple of years ago and made the uh, final final few laps a bit exciting. Um, whether or not you agree with Smarzik being kicked out of uh, the Voyage GP the other week or not is um, up for debate. I, I've, obviously, uh, you guys would have spoken about that last week, but... Mm. At least it's, I don't know, it is quite nice. I mean, from a from a, just a spectator's point of view, it's nice to see that it's going to the last round pretty tight. Um, you know, you still fancy Smarzlik in Poland with a six-point lead. Um, I don't know, you know whether or not you believe all the conspiracy theories that maybe he just wanted, wants to win in Torin again. Um, but uh, it's a very bold move if that is the case. But um, yeah, six-point lead, you still fancy him, especially in, especially in Poland. You, you would fancy him to get the job done, but it's... It's no foregone conclusion anymore. I, th- I think it would be a very bold move of his, and very arrogant if that was if that was mm. true that he would um, pull out a voyage just to ride in Torrent. So, I don't believe that's the case. But looking at past form, um, I don't think Freddie goes particular or has gone particularly well at Torrent in the past. Whereas Bartos has has won rounds there and made finals. So, for me, it's I, I, for me it's just a case of when he does it. To be perfectly honest, but. Um, it has opened it up and it's it's going to make for an interesting round in Torren. There's obviously that fight for third place as well with Martin Vasilik and Jack Holder tied on 113 points in equal third place at the moment. Martin is the current holder of uh, the Torren Grand Prix. He won it last year, uh, but Jack is in fine form at the moment. 
Um, so it's going to be very, very tight between those two who's going to make it onto the podium in that final position. And then all that's really left to be decided is that place between 5th, 6th and 7th between Dan Bewley, Robert Lambert, Leon Madsen. But Rob, I suppose Robert Lambert will be the happier um, knowing that he'll be riding on his home track in Poland. Um, although he didn't have a particularly good round there last year, um, I, I suppose he'll be the most confident one out of those three of, of taking that top six place. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he rides there week in, week out. I think he's had a pretty good season for Torin, if uh, memory serves me right. Um, but you can't, I don't know, you can discount Leon Madsen in terms of that. Obviously, you know, back in 2019 when Smarzik won the world title in, in Torin, uh, Madsen had a maximum um, in that meeting. So he'd, he'd Depending on the track, obviously Madsen does like it quite slick, and Polish tracks do tend to be quite slick, even in even uh, as we come up to what it'll be. It'll be October by the time this one starts. So um, yeah, depends. You know, the weather might play a bit of a part, but if it's slick, you can't rule Leon Madsen out. Um, yeah, I think as much as it pains me to say, I don't think uh, eighth place Doyle is going to have much of an effect on the top six anymore. He's just had a couple of absolute stinker rounds. So. Um, yeah, think, it, it, right. it'll be tight between those three. Although I think I think those three are no matter where they finish, are in next year anyway. I think. Yeah, I, I think Doyle's what the, the crash in Voyant has obviously cost <laughs> him dearly. Um, mm. Not only not only for a top six, but he he knows that he's guaranteed a place next year after his winning the SGP Challenge. So, um, but I'm sure he would have loved to have, have got himself automatically there, and even in a, with a chance of a, a podium in the end, he's had a almost a rain. Re, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Renaissance. That's the one I'm looking for. Yeah, that's what I was trying to go for. Yeah, he's 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 rekindled some of that fire again um, that we've been looking for, and in many respects, he's been very unlucky. This is this is as nice as I'm ever going to be about Jason Doyle. All right, so lap it up. (laughs) In many respects, he's been very unlucky in terms of decision making and disqualifications, and to be where he is still in the series, maybe he could have been he could have been pushing top three, in my opinion. I think so. Yeah, they, obviously, yeah. To only pick up two points over the course of two different rounds is, especially in rounds that are probably more suited to Doyle. You know, in Sweden and, and Denmark, they're not the big open tracks that you would necessarily associate with Doyle being good at. You know, obviously Doyle is is very very good in Britain, and the tracks in Sweden and Denmark are a little more similar to they are here than they are to Poland. So, I think he'd be disappointed. Um, Especially with those with those two rounds, but I think you're right. It, it does seem to there's a bit of fire in the belly with Doyle. Um, you know, he's he's not one to uh, back out of a move. He'll go for a go for a gap that sort of is only fifty percent sort of there. And you know, looking at the first half of the season, you you would have I think you could have you know if you're a betting guy, you you would have thought he's probably probably nailed on for a, at least top six, if not a medal. So it'd be a little bit disappointed with the second half of his season, but. Um, it's definitely more of a, a, day, a Jason Dorr from a few years ago than the, the last couple of seasons he's had where it's not he's really been on the boil. Yeah, I, I think he'll he'll definitely be disappointed with his performance in Melilla and to an extent Cardiff as well. Obviously, Voyens couldn't be helped, but um, he's, he's, still in, he's still in touching distance, but I just think it's a little bit beyond his reach at the moment. But um, as we know it... Um, Currently, and by my calculations, there are six riders confirmed for SGP24. So uh, Bartosz Schmarzlik, Freddie Lindgren and Martin Vasilik are confirmed. Uh, Vasilik via the GP Challenge. Jason Doyle and Simon Wozniak, obviously, by the GP Challenge as well. And some that we'll move on to now. Mikkel Mikkelsen um, has confirmed his place in SGP2024. So we've got six riders there confirmed. Um, And we'll just move on to um, the... 
SEC, now from uh, Pada Beachy um, in Czech Republic last weekend, and it was um, it was on Friday evening. It was a contailed fixture in the end due to the rain, um, and it was Mikkel Mickelson that came out on top in the series. He'd just got enough points. He got himself onto nine points after his uh, four rides, I think it was. Janis Kolodzier had won the meeting with 11. Dominic Kibira was second with 10. Leon Madsen was third with nine, but it was Mickelson who ended up um, beating Madsen by eight points in the end. And to be fair, Kolodze's done well to get himself on a podium there, having missed the first round. And who knows what would have happened. We might have had a Yanis Kolodze SGP 2024 rider, had it not been for that injury at the start of the season. Yeah, um, he certainly would have been in the old guards coming back. I think I remember him being in the GPs with a crumb, with Crump and Adams and and yeah. Pedersen and that ilk, I think. So he would have uh, that would have been a blast for the party and Kolodze from uh, back in the GPs. But um, yeah, it's just a shame he missed that. Missed that. Was it the first round he missed? I, I think yeah. it was the first round. He missed, first round he missed. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, to be he's only two points off Madsen in the end for for second. Um, so you'd have you know on form, you'd have probably backed him. You know, if you if you didn't mean miss that. Missed that round. You could, yeah, as you're right in saying, he could have been um, European champion. But yeah, Mikkel Mickelson seems to have a bit of a almost a monopoly. And this is the what third time he's won the European yep. Championships. Yep. I want to yep. say three time, three time champion. So now it's it's like his uh, it's his own personal um, GP qualifier, really, isn't it? Um, he, wins it? he wins it every two years as well. So 2025, yeah. I would be putting Any, money on Mickelson winning again. Yeah, anytime he's sort of because obviously he's well down in the stand. He's had a pretty poor year in the GPs, really, to only make two semi-finals all year. Um, you know, if he's if if ever he's sort of in danger of dropping out of that Jeep, because I I don't think without that European Championship, I I couldn't see him getting a pick, not based on the form of this year, especially. No, agree, agree, and um, the the five qualifiers for the European Championships next year, along with Mikkel Mickelson, Leon Madsen, and Janos Kolodze, are Andrei Lebedev and Patrick Dudek, who just got enough points to get through with it. It was Kai Hukenbeck who just missed out in sixth. And also another name um, that keeps cropping up, Dominic Kibera. Um, he missed the first round in Chestakova as well through injury just after his qualifying crash uh, for the Grand Prix. Three 10-point finishes, and he was he was shy by four points of that automatic qualification. It's, it's just another case of close but no cigar for Dominic. Yeah, it's. I think it's he's an interesting one because I think there was a lot of hype around Dominic Kibera. Um and rightly so. Obviously, his scores in Poland speak for themselves. He's, you know, he's very competitive at international level. Um, yeah, obviously, I've only ever, I think, I've brought it up a couple of times. When he, you know, I think I've seen him live. Other than the when we, when, when we, uh, when I saw him at the World Cup, I saw him at the GP Challenge last year in in Glasgow, and he was awful. But um, it's he's he's been on the cusp of making it in there. He's, he's like I think we've talked about it before in terms of the GP setup. He's a prime GP second division rider, isn't he? Similar to mm, yeah. like a like a like a like a Kai Hukenbeck, Casper Vorana. he's just he's in that he's on the cusp of being there, but he's not quite managed it. I think just yet. I think, um, but you know, he's he's not very old, is he? What what is he? What 23, 24? Yeah, yeah. He's only just come out of um, the reserve ranks, hasn't he? Uh, look, yeah, that's what I mean. So I think um, you know he, he's still got so much time. I could you know I can within the next four or five years, I'd be surprised if he's not a GP regular. Um, one way or another, he's he's very much on the cusp already. So I'd be very surprised. If, I think the ceiling is a little bit higher for him. So I'd, I'd be surprised if he's not in there. Plus, of course, if he if he don't get a wild card this season, but um, I'm sure we'll have our predictions on this um, once the series is complete. 
will Dominic Kubera feature again? We shall see. Uh, I personally don't think he will, um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he was if he was to appear. I think it, it depends on. I think it depends if they if they don't if Yanovsky's not in again, um, or if he, if he drops it. out now. I can't see him coming back in. He's had a he's had an awful year, really, by his by his standards. But I, I think he's he's sort of dropped off a little bit in recent in the last couple of years. Dudek is oh, he's so he's just an enigma. He's so inconsistent, but on his night he's as good. I think he's on on his night he's as good as Smarzik. I think, but he's just. So inconsistent. So it, I think it entirely depends if you know they might go Kubert. Obviously, you've got Vozniak in next year already. You've got Smarge. Do they want a third pole? Is Kubera that one? Could they even whack a pick for Kolodze? Maybe. I mean, you know, it's not exactly yeah. young blood coming into the GPs, but you, you're on on basis I, of form internationally. You probably go Kolodze. I'd, I'd be more inclined to say that I think they'd still go down the Patrick Dudek route, although he's been mm. been very. I'd say poor again this year. Um, he's eleventh place in the standings at the moment. He's had a he's had a third place finish in Sweden, um, a couple of other semi finals, but again, we're, you, you're always looking for consistency from poles. And outside of Poland, they seem to struggle. Obviously, the yeah. Two, I, even the two rounds that Bartosz Marzlik's not made a, a medal position were outside of Poland. Of, of course, he's he's done it at Cardiff, he's done it at Riga, he's done it at Tetarov, but. And Croatia, but two rounds that he's not—you wouldn't expect him not to make a, a, a top three position in Poland. Yeah, I think you know. Obviously, it, you're right with the, with the polls, and I, I think it's something that's played the uh, Polish riders for for a good while. You, you know, even in the noughties when you know, even when they were winning the World Cup pre-Smarzlik, you know, with the Golob and you know, with the Thomas Golobs of this world, Golob was the only one really that managed to put it together on the world stage. There was there was a good period where you know, Poland would win everything team wise, but they just couldn't get a world champion. Um, and it, it's you know, other than Smarzlik, the total enigma that he, that, you know, the ridiculous rider that he is, and Golob for being the ridiculous ridiculous rider that he was. There's a good number of of really really top poles that just can't quite put it together in terms of a series, especially internationally. They're so good in Poland, but it's they seem to struggle putting it together elsewhere, if that makes sense. So, yeah, no, I 100% agree. And I think this is part of the reason Dominic Kabir's name's always in and around. But as you said, you saw him at Glasgow and he was woeful that day. So, how's he going to perform outside of Poland in, in a series where you're only going to have probably three rounds in Poland out of 10? So, we shall see. Um, but I think what we'll do is we will move on to our predictions. I will share my screen because we'll be spinning the wheel, but we'll be spinning the wheel for two people. Because <laughs> the other one days. hasn't turned up. Right, it's only frozen on my screen, so I, well, I couldn't tell you who's won. Who's uh, who's won the spin the wheel? I'll share because it might unfreeze my screen now. Um, ah, now there I we go. Yeah, I'm unfrozen. Um, I had I had three names. Obviously, um, Martin Vosslik, last year's winner, has always performed well there. Leon Madsen generally performs quite well there, and Bartosz Marslik. I just sense that 
Bartosz, once it's won, if it's before the final, this is what I'm banking on, he won't be so inclined to go for the victory. And that's why... Did he win two in a row, though, is the question. Uh, I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to go... Mm, I'm going to go... Oh, God. Now I'm going to go my mind. <laughs> Martin, Martin Vashelik. I've changed my mind. I was going to go with Leon Mads. Two, in, Mads two in a row. But, I, yeah, I think Martin can do it. And I'll... I'll, I'll Picked him for the series to do well this year, and I think he'll consolidate his third place. So I'm going to go Martin Vashley. Over to you. Okay. Um, seeing as he's not here to pick the obvious, and I, I think because he's not got a, a big lead, I think into, you know, it's only six points. It could your know, things could go wrong. Obviously, he wasn't out in the last meeting. If it you know if it's a case that the uh, he really has just sort of messed up a bit badly in the last. In the last meet by being thrown out, I think he'll have a bit of a point to prove. I think he'll be on it. I, you know, I think I'm going to go Smarzlik on the basis that I want a point, and I think he'll be on it, absolutely on it. Okay, Bartosz Smarzlik, and we shall await Sleeping Beauty. Should we give to... Sleeping Beauty like Lebedev? He loves him anyway. He so. does love Andre Lebedev, doesn't he? Or should we give him Jason Doyle? Because I think that really annoy him even more. Yeah, give him Doyle. Give him Doyle. Jason Doyle. Until he comes back to us, he has got Jason Doyle. You know what? You know what'll happen now is I've picked Doyle to win a number of times this year. And obviously I'm a big Doyle fan. He doesn't like Doyle at all and would never pick him. And he'd go and win it now. <laughs> I, I, it would be unbearable. It would be the fact that we've given him a rider and they've gone and won it, but it's uh, it'd be funny. It'd be funny when he figure when he wakes up and figures out that he's been giving Jason Doyle in the uh, predictions. Though, so. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm just messaging uh, Jacob back. Jacob's having some service issues. I've been talking to him all day. This is terrible. Oh, what a stinker of an episode so far! Look at the missing a host. Missing Could be missing a, a guest. Missing a guest. When it us two before that had to fill in with everything else. <laughs> I think it was, yeah. No, I think you're right. Was it? Uh, it was Connor Bailey, wasn't it? The first it time we Connor went after Bailey. Yeah. I think it was oh. just, uh, I think it was just me and you filling some space, mate. We'll have to yeah. do it again. We'll have to do it. I think that was a popular episode. That one. Well, I tell myself. I think that, it was. Anyway. I was um, probably the most popular I've seen. Well, oh, I think actually I'm going to hold fire on that one because service issues are restored. Yeah, so we'll good. move on. To, we'll move on. So um, delighted to say. Um, Joined on the show by Jacob Hook. Jacob, how are we doing this evening? Hey guys, yeah, doing good. Um, it's uh, raining up here in Scotland at the moment, so uh, it's quite cold up here. You shock me. It's always raining <laughs> in Scotland, isn't it? It's always wet in Scotland. Anywhere oh, north get, of Manchester, it rains. We get we get one one week a year at least. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on the show, though, Jacob, and thank you for coming in at short notice. I know. Um, our good friend Ian Brannan spoke to you uh, while you were on BSN commentary um, last night. So you, you, you've stepped in. Um, and we'd love to talk to you about your season um, as well as a few other bits. So we'll begin. Um, and in many respects, we had we had a guest on the show last week, James Pearson, who's um, very much who I would say in, in the same sort of mould as yourself. And you've come into the UK last season. Um, you, you've come into the reserve berth at Edinburgh. Joined again in Edinburgh, and I'll move on to the reasons why you left Edinburgh in a bit. But how would you sum up your first couple of years um, in British Speedway? 
Um, it's been a massive learning curve. Um, obviously, it's nothing like Australia. Um, just everything is different in general. Um, so yeah, I've taken obviously a lot. I've learned a lot since being here. Um, it's been a challenge, that's for sure. I think a lot of people take for granted how challenging it actually is over here. Um, and also to make it well. So yeah, no. I, but in saying that, I've really enjoyed both seasons here, even though the season hasn't gone to plan as such. But yeah, I've learned a lot, and I feel that I've improved from when I first come over here. And you you talk about um, the challenging aspect of it coming over to the UK. What is it that you found to be the most challenging aspect? Is it I don't know acclimatization, or is it the, the caliber of the riders over here compared to what you might have in Australia? I think the biggest difference is probably tracks, to be honest, because over here, the the tracks, are t every track's totally different. You don't go to a track that's quite similar to the other one. And yeah, no tracks over here are, are anything like Australia. And like you said there, the climate, the climate is a big thing as well, because any setup that you use in Australia, you might as well throw it in the bin because the weather over here, sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's sunny. It can be 10 degrees sometimes, or it can be 30, you know. So it's just one of those things where, yeah, obviously you just need to learn. You start again, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, one interesting aspect, and it was the meeting you were covering last night on BSN up at Edinburgh. Um, obviously, some some tricky track conditions. Um, obviously, we're getting to that time of the year now in the UK where the weather's beginning to turn. It's a little bit colder, um, especially up in Scotland. So how difficult is it? when you're when you're using a setup week on week to then have to almost like you've said throw it in the bin because a track has become very or the temperatures have become very cold and it's very you're moving from slick to the dirt how difficult is it to acclimatize to those sort of conditions yeah exactly and obviously with the colder nights the um the moisture comes up through the surface so therefore if you're watering the track like you have been all season when it's been a little bit warmer there, therefore, there's more moisture in, in the base and more moisture comes up through the night. And also the colder nights, you probably don't realise, but it has a slight mist to it as well. So you find that the slicker line becomes more like ice than it was when it was a little bit warmer. And obviously bikes run different when it's colder. Um, they obviously run a bit stronger. So you've obviously got to change jets to what you've been running earlier in the season. And it's also nighttime a lot earlier than it has been. So, like, I know Friday night I was racing um, the National League at Edinburgh and um, right before I went out and hit 12, we actually got a light a light drizzle. Um, it was nothing crazy or anything like that, but just the difference in the track just from a light bit of rain and the cold night was incredible from even three heats before, before that. And so, obviously, if we, we move on... Um you were at Edinburgh last year. You were back with Edinburgh um, in the Monarchs Academy in the National Development League this year. How much has um, the inclusion of Commonwealth riders in the National Development League aided your progression in the sport in this country? Definitely. I mean, it's more riding, isn't it? Um, mm. I'm on the bike more, and Edinburgh is probably one of the trickier tracks in the league, so it's definitely helped me progress. Um, and it's also made me be able to try things for the championship um if that makes sense so for example the other night i was trying an engine i haven't really used all season and uh, it took me two races to find the setup but once i found the setup i felt fast on it so it not only has helped me progress and get faster around armadale it's also 
been able for me to learn more on on the bike as well with setup changes and things like that. So with with the greatest respect to Edinburgh, who the the academy, who now find themselves outside of the playoff zone, and particularly with the Berwick Bandits in the championship as well, is this an ideal time for you to think ahead to next year and and prepare bikes um, slightly differently to what you would do if perhaps you were in a in a playoff fighting position? No, exactly. I mean, last year, obviously, we we made we made the playoffs um, in the KO Cup and also in the championship. So I think I had about a week before I was heading home last year because I bought a return flight and I've done the same this year. So I've got a little bit of extra time up my sleeve to sort of iron out all the little problems. Um, I know there is a few things that I've um, been working on this year that have worked and some things that haven't worked so yeah just little things like just everything that needs replacing once a year will get done sort of before i go home this year um so i'm going to be on top of it before i even come back next season hopefully lovely and, and obviously with with edinburgh and the situation um i'll fill people in with the details and um hopefully this is correct because there's something i want to talk about because i've wrote an article about this in the past and obviously um your your sacking or release, however you want to call it, from Edinburgh at the beginning of the season um, was quoted as a victim of the numbers game. This is a, a situation I wholly detest and I hate it. Um, that in a in a professional sport, people are still revert, referred to as a victim of the numbers game. How frustrating is it for you as as somebody who's now been in this position where you've been released through no fault of your own? Yeah, it honestly, it does suck. But at that same time, you know, Edinburgh was, they were starting to struggle. So they had, they had to make a change. Um, It's unfortunate about the points limit being taken down again this season compared to last season, because it, I think I was only, I had to get released and it was only by one or one and a half points, if you know what I mean. So if the limit had been the same as last year, I probably still would have been in the team. Um, but in saying that, obviously, I went to Berwick. Uh, Berwick picked me up. And I feel like it hasn't really been a bad thing going to Berwick because Edinburgh and Berwick are two totally different tracks. And I was still able to race um, at Edinburgh in the National Development League. And then I had Berwick in the championship. So um, it's definitely progressed me as a rider, riding those two different types of tracks here in the UK. So, um, yeah, even though it's not something that I wanted, obviously, no one wants to get released. It was um, a blessing in disguise, I believe. As you say, you moved on to Berwick, um, who picked you up. And unfortunately for you, um, I think it was just after you'd signed for Berwick, you sustained a, um, a broken collarbone after a crash uh, riding for Grudziadz in the Polish Under-24 League. How how much of a setback was it for you at that time, um, just when you're, you're looking to come into some form in the middle of the season, to then be set back with an injury? Yeah, no, um, I had a bit of a bad run of luck that um, that month. You know, obviously, first I was dropped from Edinburgh and then I was at Crisco for the under-21 um, uh, qualifiers and I actually blew an engine there. And then two days later, back at Grugent, I, um, I blew the other engine. So, yeah, it was. And then, obviously, following that, I think it was a week or two later, I broke my collarbone. So, yeah, it was was a bit of a bit of a reality check really to be honest um had to think what what the next steps were but i was quite lucky um with my collarbone obviously i i broke it in poland and we all know 
what Polish clubs are like, that inju- they're injured riders, they want to get on top of it. So, um, yeah, they, they took me straight to the hospital and the club were on the phone to the, the um, Grugents Hospital saying uh, we want the best surgeon on Jacob as soon as possible sort of thing. So, yeah, it was um, about two days after my actual in- the injury had occurred that I went into surgery and I um, got a plate in my collarbone. And ever since that surgery, as soon as I walked out, I actually felt quite good. You know, I didn't, I, they didn't even give me a sling or nothing like that. I had quite good movement straight away. I took painkillers one day after, um, but I only took to see if it would ease the pain, even though the pain wasn't that bad. So it was only one day after my injuries that I took the painkillers. And then ab- about a week after I thought I'll probably be able to ride in a week sort of thing. And um, I just went to a physio to get a second opinion. And he said, obviously I can't tell you to ride, but I think you've got enough strength and whatnot to ride. But unfortunately then Berwick were in a position sort of similar to Edinburgh where playoffs were coming up and they needed to make a change. And that's where they brought Boxel in. Um, I was just fortunate enough that Jonas stepped away from British Speedway, which got me back in the, in the club. Mm. And you, you, we've talked about injuries there, and uh, I just want to touch on actually before I move on to this part about the the way that the Polish um, teams federations look after the riders when they're injured. It it seems polar opposite to to that of the UK. If I take a a couple of weeks ago, we were sp- speaking to Adam Roynan, and he can't ride because he can't get to see a doctor to say, yeah, you're fit enough to ride. So, what is it about these Polish clubs that? I suppose money's one thing, but that enables them to be able to give the first-class treatment for a rider that they don't get in the UK. I think a big thing about about Polish Speedway is obviously the crowds. Um, if they're not winning meetings, the crowds aren't coming back. So they they don't sign you for no reason. They sign you because they believe you're the best for for the for the team. So I think the biggest thing for them is. They want to get their best riders back on the track as soon as possible. Um, and that's why they have so much support. And obviously, it's just such a big sport over there as well. So um, any way that they can help, they want to. And they just want, want you riding every week as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, and and injuries have played a big part in, in your time in the UK as well. Not not for you, just for yourself, but for both of your clubs that you've been involved with. Um you you could you could definitely argue that in terms of Berwick in the championship in Edinburgh in the National Development League that injuries have really ruined their season um, and cost you playoff places. How difficult is it to to turn up every week and having a different set of riders to try and mingle with and and form a bond with every week? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. You know, um, this season. I think Edinburgh might have had in the National League, we had maybe three or four matches where we were a complete team. And um, then Alex Spinner obviously broke his collarbone and um, Kieran Lydon done his shoulder as well. So we haven't had them boys since the start of the season. Um, We've had to have RR or a replacement um, in every meeting. So in that case, in that aspect, you don't really have someone with home, home track knowledge or, anything like that because you're getting someone different every week even though everyone's quite easy to get along with in speedway there's i I don't really have a problem with anyone and i don't think anyone has a problem with me as such so it's not the team bonding that's really a problem i think it's more the lack of track time for a guest at home yeah 
And <clears throat> just and going back to what's it like? What's it like to ride in Poland? Obviously, you've now had experience in the under twenty four league um, with Grudziad. What's what? What are the polar opposites between that and the UK? Uh, obviously, we we could probably tell. But what's it like to ride over there? Oh, it, it's next level, really. Um, just from the moment you get there, you, you roll into the pits and the pit the pits are all paved and it's completely paved right to the track sort of thing. And yeah, it's a, and another thing is like their standalone speedway track. It's a big thing over here, as you notice, a few clubs are associated with dog tracks and stuff like that, which mm. there's nothing wrong with that. But I think obviously Polish Speedway makes a lot of money just from Speedway, so they don't need another funding um but yeah just and even the atmosphere you know you do warm-up sessions with coaches before the meeting if you want to practice there's coaches and stuff like that and even down to they've got their own like um their their personal um medical person that actually was reaching out to me when I was in the hospital and he knew everything about my injuries from the hospital so yeah it's just those little things um, I think, and they they want you to get better as well. So they want you to practice as much as you possibly can. And when you've got time to practice, you, you try to get out there because you, more time on the bike is better than no time on the bike, obviously. Um, but yeah, that was like when I got re, re, when I had my first ride back, I went out for a practice in Poland, and I rode on Tuesday a Tuesday, and um. I done a few things to my bike on the Wednesday and I was just out washing my bike in, in the pit area and the um the coach walked down and he said, do you want to practice tomorrow? And I, it's just like things like that, you know, they ride every second day, if not more. The juniors do a race, a race meeting nearly every second day. And yeah, it's just so professional over there is probably the word to put it. I suppose that's the way that's the way we should look um, ahead for British Speedway. You, you listen to a lot of people in British Speedway's uh, final nail in the coffin, but for me, it's it, it will never be that way because there's although British Speedway is probably not in a position where it wants to be at the moment. Um, there's people working behind the scenes that are trying to elevate us to that level, and we may not get back to that level of the craze we're talking about in Poland. But there's there's obviously opportunities and hope in the UK that. Speedway can can return to some sort of past glory. Yeah, I definitely think it's possible. I think probably one of the biggest things is obviously um, how close everything is to houses over here. And sometimes some clubs can only ride on a certain day at a certain time sort of thing. So I think that's really what is kind of holding it back a little bit. And that's out of British Speedway's hands, you know what I mean? Hmm. There's nothing you can really do about that. But... I think it definitely is starting to grow a little bit more than what it was. It's not at its worst, I don't think. But at the same time, we've got clubs that are getting shut down because of other reasons. And it's, yeah, I I think it's some a part of why British Speedway has sort of gone on the downhill in recent years is, is sort of out of our control. Yeah, yeah. And... Looking ahead then, and, and in terms of Jacob, uh, when when are you going back to Australia? I don't, I don't mean that in um, a bad way either. I'm not trying to get rid of you. <laughs> no, no, I go home in about a month's time. And and what sort of what sort of things are you looking to do when you go back to Australia? Is is there there events and and riding over in Australia in in some state titles or what whatever? 
Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to try and obviously do as many um, state titles and Australian championships as I can. I'll probably take part in the under-21 Australian titles. Um, I don't know if I'll do the open ones, which is the um, six six rounds, um, just because obviously time off and traveling and and stuff like that but yeah i'll go home and i'll um ride as much as i possibly can i only live about half an hour from um north brisbane speedway which is where darcy ward is and i work quite close with darcy so yeah ride there as much as possible and yeah practice days here and there and yeah as many state titles as i can possibly get in perfect and obviously keeping yourself um match fit um and then looking to looking to come back to the uk um, again in 2024. So, and is is there is it a case of that you it's the same sort of setup from this season that you're looking for? So perhaps a place in the national development league in the championship again? Yeah, um, I obviously want to be back here next year, no matter what. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I think I've got a bit more to give than I've given in the recent years. Obviously, everyone says your first three seasons over here are your learning seasons. So I've learned a lot. And um, I think I started to get a little bit of form at the end of this season. And unfortunately, it started to end. Um, But yeah, a spot in the National Development League. Yeah, of course, I'm not going to say no. I'm not never going to turn down riding. Um, Try to be on the bike as much as I can, especially um, a couple of weeks ago. I ended up doing four meetings in five days, I think it was. So yeah, keeping busy is a good thing. More time on the bike as much as possible is what I'm aiming for. So I would never turn down an offer, but I'd have to put all my offers in one basket and see what is best for me and where I am at. And obviously this evening, um, fortunately for us, um, you were supposed to be at Workington, or this afternoon, sorry, for the National Development League Riders Championship. Obviously looking ahead to that one as well, um, whenever the new date might well be. Something a title that you could pick up on as well. You've been riding incredibly well for the Monarchs Academy in recent times, um, picking up some double-figure scores, including over the last week. So, something you'll be aiming for as well. Yeah, and Workington's one of those tracks. You know, um, anyone can sort of win it. It's it's a really nice track, and they've done really well of that. But yeah, I think I would have been in for a red hot chance of um, taking that out the other night. Um, I've got. I got one of my Polish engines here at the moment, so I was going to give that a run, and I think it would have suited the track nicely. But um, yeah, the weather is British weather is taken over once again, and we'll just have to wait for the reschedule of that one. Yeah, definitely. And and just um, looking at some other ventures as well. Obviously, um, Ian spoke to you yesterday, but you've been doing a couple of commentaries on uh, the British Speedway Network this season. I think you've done the was it the British Under Twenty One final. Yeah, I done. Br- you, you, did you do that 21. one and then? And then I done the pool. It was the the first pool versus Edinburgh, and then yeah. obviously on Friday as well. So is is that something you enjoy as well? Because to 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 an outsider looking in, it's like a duck to water. You seem to have, and you're very knowledgeable about speedway as well for a guy of such a young age. Um, you seem to be a natural at it, really. Nah, yeah, it's something um, I've never really done, to be truthfully fair, but yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, I love talking Speedway. I love everything about Speedway, if you know what I mean. So um, yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, every time the boys ask me, I'm, I'm more than happy to go and give them a hand and yeah, talk a little bit of waffle. But uh, yeah, no, nah, definitely enjoy it. We, are, we all love talking a little bit of waffle. No more than, <laughs> than us on this show, I'll tell you. But we do. That's what we do every week. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to trying to keep us in the limelight, really. But um, 
I think that's that's just about it from me, uh, Jacob. Um, I'll just see if Rob's got anything that he wants to add to it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to sort of go back to the obviously the under twenty four league in Poland. If it is, um, obviously, I know Poland tend to get their team, their their sort of their squads and their teams sorted pretty early. Are you? Uh, do you know it? If you, are you going to be back in uh, with Grudjons next year in the under twenty four league, or are you elsewhere, or have you got? A, is that sorted or? Um, no, no, nothing sorted as of the moment. Um, I sp- obviously spoke to Grujons, um sort of before I left, and they said they wanted to keep in in um, contact um, over the winter, as obviously they sort their team. But yeah, I'd be uh, more than happy to go back there next season. Um, really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed the Polish league, to be truthfully honest. Um, obviously, getting to race on the extra league tracks is is super cool, and it's it's quite um closely matched. Um, league. I think a lot of people don't realise it, but it is like it's the best under twenty fours in the world that aren't obviously in the division one or the division two. So yeah, you've got obviously your young Polish riders that ride in the extra league in it as well and stuff like that. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Learned a lot out there, but I think my results didn't really show. Um and yeah, I think I gotta work on my bikes a little bit over there. They weren't they weren't the best this season, but um, ironed a few things out my last few meetings, and yeah, I know what I need to do for next season. If I'm and hopefully I'm back. Okay, um, yeah, perfect. Thanks, mate. Um, and the, the the only other question, obviously, sticking with a similar theme, I was I was just having a little look through um, the the under twenty four squad at at Grigions this season. Is there anyone? You know, there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of uh, obviously there's obviously a lot of a lot of younger poles in that team. But are there any sort of that really that really caught your eye while you were over there um, in terms of the in terms of the, the guys you're riding with or even some of the guys you're riding against? Yeah, um, I think in my team personally, the uh, the Pludra, he really yeah really um yeah. gave me a shock every meeting. He was double figures, if not maximums. Um, so yeah, he was, and obviously a big thing about all those boys over there is. They're rocking up to the meet and two mechanics and they're not they're not doing anything and I'm rocking up with either Dale Wood or Kai Thompson. Um, so yeah, the boys the boys come over and gave me a hand, which I'm really thankful for. But yeah, that's though just how professional even the youngsters are over there. Um, rocking up, two bikes, all the gear, all the mechanics and it kind of shows which is why their results are so good, you know what I mean? They're yeah. All they're worried about is going out and racing their speedway bike and the mechanics are doing the rest. So, yeah, I think that's one reason why they go so well. And obviously, they're backed quite well as well. So their gear is absolutely immaculate. No, perfect. No, that's 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 me all done. I'm, I'm, I've got all the uh, all the stuff ready for the quiz, Nathan. So I'm, I'm all ready to go. Thanks very much, Jacob. No, no stress. No, no, I've not alerted Jacob to this yet, but um, obviously we um, we send our best to you, Jacob. Um, for the room, have you got you've got a couple of meetings left? This I think you've got one left for Edinburgh Academy, have you not? I believe. Yeah, I'm at I'm at Oxford on Wednesday. Oxford on Wednesday, and obviously the restaging of the National Development League um, Riders Championship. We wish you best of luck in that, and obviously we hope to see you back in the UK. I don't, I, I don't, Rob. Have you? I, I've not actually seen Jacob ride. I don't think not live in um, person. I've seen him on uh, BSN, and no, I don't think I have actually. No, no, I don't, not not live. So we'll have to. Uh, to be fair, Oxford's the closest track. So. Um... Yeah, might, 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 might be able to but, yeah, I have to get down there Wednesday night. 
Obviously, we we wish you the best uh, for the future, Jacob. It's been it's been a pleasure talking to you. You come across really well, and as I said, everything that you've done on BSN, um, you you come across as really knowledgeable. So, we wish you all the best um, in British Speedway, and hope to see you back again next year. But sweet, thanks, Apes boys. Before you go, you have to take part in the quiz. Unfortunately. Um, We're going to put is, that speedway knowledge to the test. Yes. <laughs> you you said you like talking speedway, but uh, we do a podcast versus the world quiz. Um, uh, this evening, you'll be taking on me. Uh, I'll be representing the podcast and you will be representing the world. The scores are currently tied at 50-50. So Ooh. it's it's very tight at the moment. Rob's going to be posting the question for us. So I'll let I'll hand over to Rob so he can explain the rules. Yes. So uh, for this one, um, we'll have I'll I'll give you a um, a question, and there'll be multiple. There'll be lots of answers. So in this case, there's 25 answers. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, you'll just take turns in naming them, um, and then the first one to get one wrong or to repeat an answer uh, loses. Basically. Um, so I'm, if you're ready I'm to just go, proofing, I'm not cheating. I've got pad and paper, and I'm not on. <laughs> I'm not on like Wikipedia or something. <laughs> So uh, if you're ready to go, um, this one is an Australian theme one. We can actually thank Kane for this, although he's not actually here. We can thank him for the quiz. He did give it to me earlier. Um, so this is an Australian theme one. Um, this year in British Speedway, there have been 25 Australians to race uh, across the three leagues. Um, and I'm going to need you guys to name all 25, please. Who went first last week, Nathan? Do you remember? I honestly can't remember. I'm going to guess the guest went first. I'll let Jacob go first, though, because he might go lose. <laughs> um, so, I'll just name myself then, Jacob. Yep, perfect. Oh, he's, he's that is shockingly enough a one. correct answer, that one. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, I don't know, I'm going to keep, not that any Australians are going to be hidden from Jacob, but uh, I'll go Jason Doyle then. Jason Doyle, nice obvious one. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I'll go with Jake Allen. Jake Allen, yep. I'll go with Jack Holder. Jack Holder, yep. Um, I'll go with Sam Masters. Sam Masters, yep. I'm really struggling now. Ryan Douglas. Ryan Douglas. You're struggling already, crikey. Yeah, I know. I've got, <laughs> I've got one in the back of my mind at the moment. Because I spoke to him the other week. Oh, I've got two. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. no, he don't count. He's British. <laughs> um, James Pearson. James Pearson, yep, that's on there. I've just got to find his name, but he's definitely on there. Um, I'm going to have to go with it because I am actually struggling. Now I'm going to go Dale Wood. Dale Wood, yep. Uh, Kai Thompson. Kai Thompson, yep. Um, J- Justin Sedgman. Justin Sedgman, yep. Uh, Josh Pickering. Josh Pickering, yep. Why did I forget him? I've been uh, in trouble, Nate, to be honest, mate. No, I'm I'm still going strong here, mate. Nick Morris. Nick Morris, yep. Uh, no, I'm really sure. Um, Keenan Rue. Keenan Rue, yep. I tell you, what, you're rattling through these, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and come up with a with a tiebreaker while you're no, doing I'll, these. I won't worry about it because I've got nothing else written down though. Got to, I think there's got to be another one. I'm sure Edinburgh got another one. No, I've got some that all gone. Who else rides? Boom. Never. 
Jamin Lidsey. Jamin Lidsey, yep. Uh, ben Cook. Ben Cook, yep. We'll get in. Well done. Zach Cook. Yeah, that should give you another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think now. I don't think there's any left there. Got 11 left by my counting, I think. 11. 11 left, yeah. Molly's thinking. If there's any in my own team, I'm going to cry. Uh, We've had about 15 riders this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got another one. I had Abs one on mine, but I've, it's just gone through my head. It's gone. I, it's slipped. I've got an absolute baller. <laughs> if I win on this one, I'll tell you. I know one that is from australia but i think i don't know if he's classified as british but i'll just say um luke clean luke clean i was yeah luke clean but he's yeah luke clean is on the list he's on the list we class him as australian i find that highly unfair because he rode in the british under 21s but well you know we're gonna um, class him australia i'm gonna class him as australian today I'll he's got go, the accent that'll do for me i'll go <laughs> as my absolute favorite troy bachelor Troy Batchley, yeah. I was waiting for you to wait for you to pop him up. Um Connor Bailey. He cannot be on the list, surely not. He's mm, I, I'm gonna say he's not on the list they've yeah. given he's given me. I know obviously I know Luke Clean raced in the same meeting, but it's he's British under twenty one champion, come on. He's well, I mean, yeah. there is. I mean, there's another rider on the list that's won the British title, mate. So that doesn't mean anything, does it? Oh, I'll yeah, tell you what. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll increase. It. I'll let. You, I'll, go on. We'll give it. We'll have him. We'll have him. We'll add. We'll add him to the list. He's on the list. We'll keep going. I'm going to go Rory Schlein then. Yep. Uh, Jai Etheridge. Jai Etheridge. Yep. What is he called that? I'm going to lose now. How many's left? Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six left. Six. Mm. Got any rides? No, he didn't ride this year. No. He didn't ride a meeting. Ah, uh, Cameron Heaps. Cameron Heaps, yep. Um, Brady Kurtz. Brady Kurtz, yep. yep. I've I've figured out a tiebreaker question. Um, you might not just need in to case we need it. Yeah, I'm just who's left. So we've got one, two, three, four. I've got five on the list at the moment. I think Plymouth have had someone, but I can't think. Yeah, 
might I need to go on a timer soon. I can't think. I cannot think. Uh, I would. Oh no, I'm not going to help you. No, I'm not helping you. <laughs> I, I got one in the bank. Uh, <laughs> it could be all one. over. It could be all over. I'm going through the teams one more time. Oh, they've got to be one. There's got to be one there. I'm gonna no, give I, I think I'm, I'm going to have to give in. I cannot think of You have to give anymore. in? You can't think of any more? No. Oh, Lord. Okay. No. no you, are you, you, is that, is that yeah, definitely your, your, your call in there, eh? Oh, no, don't stop. I'll give you another 10 seconds, otherwise we'll be here all week, I think. There's going to be a King's Limb ride on here, I know it. Oh. There isn't a King's Limb rider on there, I'm sure of it. Five seconds. Uh, I don't even remember who's in the league anymore. Peterborough. Go on, I'm going to have to rush you for an answer. Uh, Chris Holder. Yes. Oh, uh, oh just in time. <laughs> Matt Marson. Matt Marson, yep. Oh, Jesus. Straight back in it. with the right answer. I, I think we've got... I've got. I've got two. There was three, but one of them I don't really feel like... I, no, I don't know. I think I think Kane's made a mistake there. So I think we've got two answers remaining. Um, I can't think of any more. I'm done. I'm done. You 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 done? Yeah. You calling it? I'm calling it. You're calling it. I admit. Have you got any? Have you got any more, Jacob? Uh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, there's one. I would say there's one slightly obscure one. And then one like majorly obvious one. Oh no! Oh, I know Max Frick. Max Frick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Max Frick. You've missed a GP rider. We've been talking about oh, it's great to have GP riders over here again, and you missed him. You've forgotten him. Um, and then any can you name? There's, there's. I mean, there's one. There's one. Obviously, there's one more on the list. Then there's another one who I believe signed but never rode, didn't ride. Zane Kennedy didn't. Oh, ride, Zane, did he? Zane Kennedy didn't no. ride. Yeah, that's the dodgy one on the list, and the last one. I, I think he started the season. Only oh, didn't do many meetings in the UK. Did a few. Mm. Uh, I find well the next clue I give you, I think should should make it. Uh, I believe he rode in France as well at the start of the year. Uh, Ty Proctor. Oh, I have another Ty Proctor. Ty, yeah. Ty yeah, Proctor. Yes, rode for Birmingham, didn't he? Oh. Yes, he did. He wrote Birmingham at the start of the year. Yeah, sorry, Tom. I was. I had a great. I tell you what, I'm gutted because I had a great. I I found myself a great tiebreaker question. I was going to ask you. It's completely unrelated to British Speedway, actually. But I was going to ask you. So you got Jonas Kolodze and Martin Vasilik a third and fourth in the Polish averages, but which one has had the most heat wins? I'd say Kolodze. Yeah. Kolodze. You both say Kolodze. Yeah. yeah. You both be wrong as far as Vashilik on 38. Oh. Oh. Vashilik 38, Glodze 37. I can't have to come up with another one. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll give that one. I'll give that one to Jacob then. Jacob oh. takes the win. Takes the, oh. takes the win. We're not done yet though, Jacob. We've got one more yet. One Rob, more. You're Rob, one take more. us for it. Right. So then the second part of the quiz um, is the who am I's. So we'll give you uh, 
three clues. Um, they'll progressively get easier. So the first clue should be the hardest. You get the least amount of information. Um, if you get it, obviously you can. We'll ask you each clue, um, and you can say a rider after clue one, um, and then well, I'll read out the second clue, even if you've got it right, um, because then you can change your answer throughout. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you get it after one, you get three. Two is two. Last clue is one. If you don't get it at all, you don't get any points. So um, we shall start with uh, with Nathan first this time because you went first in the quiz, didn't you, Jacob? So we'll go Nathan first. Uh, I'll warn you, Nathan. Kane got this, but it was a guess in the last clue. A guess. So oh. I th- he had some expletives for me after the second clue because he didn't have a clue. So. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll crack on. So, number one, born in Poole in 1985, my career started in the Conference League with the Swindon Sprockets in 2003. Christ. He's the same age as me. 37, 38. No, not a clue. I'm going to have to pass on to the next one. Pass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Clue number two, I raced for a variety of conference and Premier League teams, including Sittingbourne, Weymouth and Newport, before making my Elite League debut in 2009 with Coventry, who signed me as a full asset. This is quite hard. I thought it was reasonably hard, but, you know... Sittingbourne, Weymouth, Newport, 2009, Coventry. I don't even know anyone who was born in Poole. I, to be fair, I didn't know this guy was born in Paul until I looked it up. Who would be 38 now? 2009. <laughs> Coventry asset. I haven't got a clue. No? No, I'm going to have to go on for free. Oh, I might have made this a bit too hard. Okay, number three. I retired during the 2012 season having spent the previous two seasons in the Premier League with Rye House. I'd also made two appearances for Kings Lynn in my final season. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I actually haven't got a clue. And you haven't got a clue? <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to... You got any ideas, Jacob? Luke Bowen. You're going to go Bowen, okay. Yeah. Was that Luke Bowen, was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no points for you, unfortunately, Nathan. You've bummed out, mate. You've bummed out quite hard there. That is, jo- uh, is Jordan Frampton. Jordan Frampton. I'd never have got that. No? Yeah. Neither, don't else. worry. <laughs> no. It's not, the, to be fair... That's the hardest you, one you've, you've ever done. Is that the hardest one I've ever done? I, yeah. See, I thought because he—I remember him racing for Coventry and doing a whole season in Coventry. There was like he'd ridden for Swindon for about four meetings, so I remember that. And I thought, oh, he's raced for Kit. He's made. He's raced for Kings. Then all right, two appearances. I thought you just—it's yeah. one of those you just remember. Like I remember yeah. when he raced for us. I remember. He, I remember him riding for Lynn. I do, but <laughs> I would never have got that. Right. Okay. Well, we'll move on to Jacobs. Uh, I tested this one on Nathan earlier, and he got it in the third clue. So. We'll see. We'll see how you get on. Um, so clue number one. Born in 1994, I ride on a Polish license and my mother is the older sister of a former world champion. Uh, not sure. Not sure? No. Nah. 
Okay. Uh, number two, the majority of my career has been spent racing in Poland with a selection of clubs, including Dalgov Pils, Pila and Big Gosh. I raced in the Extra League this year with Grudjons. Um, or Vadim Tarasenko. Tarasenko, okay. And final clue. Uh, my UK debut came this year, joining the Peterborough Panthers midway through the Premiership season, before also joining Glasgow in the Championship. Yeah, I'll go um, Vadim Tarasenko. Tarasenko, yes. Two, two nil. Two points. See, that was easier. That was easier than my question. Well, I th- Kane got the first. Kane got the first one, and I thought you'd do better. To be honest, I, that's uh, not Kane's period. That's just not Kane's timeline. That's not my, That's too late for me. Too you've late never, for you. You've never catered for me in the nineties. I'll be honest with you. Have I not? You I need to do a nineties question for me. Well, I might be able to think of one for next year, mate. Just the one, maybe. Just yeah. to be nice. Do want to be nice to me, but well, <laughs> the rest of the world are now fifty three, fifty ahead. So well done, Rob. Pressure's on you next week. You got to pick up. Well, ba- you got to pick up the full bag next week. Well, if I, if I, if we end up losing next week, I'll just blame you. Nice. It's, it's all you, mate. You know, you've you've let us down. This you bummed out, mate. Yeah, yeah. I've had a shot. To be fair, but <laughs> well, that concludes the quiz. Now for a little bit more sedate. Um, over to you, Rob, for the for the quick fire ten. Yeah, this will be the last thing you got to do, Jacob. Don't worry, we're nearly, we're near, we can nearly let you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so the quick fire ten, just a quick, quick selection of questions, mate. So uh, number one, what is your favourite? Tra- Probably Rosslav, to be honest. Rosslav, okay. Uh, number two, what sport would you be involved in if it wasn't speedway? Uh, probably rugby league. Rugby league. Uh, number three, what's your favourite moment in speedway so far? Uh, when I come uh, sixth in the world in Torum in 2018. Okay, perfect. Uh, number four, your three favourite things about Speedway? Um, everyone around it. Uh, the, uh, the adrenaline and obviously, yeah, just all the aspects of it, to be honest. I just, just love it. Yeah, perfect. Um, number five, if applicable, I'm not sure. Um, which club uh, did you support a, a club before you started racing or anything like that? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't actually. I just sort of, um, I just watched the GPs sort of thing. Didn't really watch much league racing. Um, obviously, it wasn't really shown in Australia, so no, I didn't really support any clubs until I come over here. No, perfect. Um, number six, your two least favourite things about Speedway? Um, how much it cost. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the bad times. <laughs> um, number seven, have you got any pre-match superstitions? No, not really. No? Okay, perfect. Uh, number eight, who... Well, ooh, actually, it's more of an interesting question. I've been asking the last few guests I haven't bothered. Oh, okay, we've changed it. It says 2024. Never mind. Uh, uh, even though we only know... Uh, no, I'll tell you what, we'll skip 24. Um, so, who uh, who's going to win the world title in Torrent? Will it be Lindgren or will it be Smarshley? Oh, I think... I don't think you can really ask Smarshley to win it. Yeah. Uh, number nine, your favourite speedway rider ever? Um, probably, probably Darcy Ward. To be truly honest, Darcy Ward, good pick. And number ten, the all important final question. Um, for any reasons, pick one of these three clubs: Workington Comets, Swindon Robins, or Kingsland Stars. Um, I'm going to go with Workington because it's the only place I've been. I really enjoyed it. No problem. It's the wrong no. answer, but no yeah. problem. Last <laughs> last week, last week, James Pearson picked Swindon. And you weren't here. And now Jacob's picked Workington and Kane's not here. <laughs> oh, 
So sure why did James Pearson? Did, was there any reason James Pearson picks winning? I I will get back to you on that one. I can't think of a reason. I, can't I don't, think he, he, said, I don't think he wrote. I, no, he never wrote it, Swindon. No, he wouldn't. We clo- I think we closed before he came over. But no, yeah. no. Oh, I well, never point anyway. Yeah, joy. Well, it's, it was the wrong answer to the question ten, Jacob. But thanks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all got to the point that everyone's forgotten Swindon and no one likes Kings Lynn anymore. So oh, I think that <laughs> is the point. I mean, everybody's forgotten we existed, and they don't like you because you're awful um and working to the new aren't they they're the new they're, they're just back in they so we've got a wooden spoon this year what have you got <laughs> we've got a track that nobody uses <laughs> that, that concludes it for this evening jacob um it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show thank you for coming in at short notice and uh, we look forward you are now forever a friend of the show um we will follow your progress throughout and um we wish you all the best for the future um enjoy your time back in australia over the you get some more summer. Well, you'll get a better summer than you've had over here anyway. <laughs> Especially in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> but safe trip back to Australia and hopefully we see you back in the UK again next year. Sweet. Thanks so much, boys. It's been a pleasure. Lovely. Thanks very much, Jacob. Thanks very much. We'll catch Cheers. you later. See Cheers. You Bye. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nice lad. I like, I like Jacob. He always that was comes good. across well on BSN. So. Thoroughly enjoyed um, that. That was good. But not so much the quiz. We've yes, we've that's I've, killed me. I, that I quiz. really, I must admit, mate. I, I was thinking to myself like I, I come across his name when I was looking through Speedway stats, and I thought, oh, that'd be a good one. That's sort of it's more Nathan's era. It's you know, uh, Norris is a bit more you, isn't it? Yeah, and I thought, but I took, no, maybe I'll be honest, bit, maybe conference too obscure. Yeah, conference league in the noughties isn't my thing. I'll be honest with you. No, maybe it's a bit no. too. I should have thrown in some of the other clubs. I just like. I just thought, I tell you what, Sittingbourne and Weymouth, they're not around anymore. Let's let's whack them in. Well, Sittingbourne are sort of there. I struggle with that. Anything in the 90s, I'd nail it. Promise you. Remember that. Anything in the 90s. Right. I'll remember that next year. Every quiz I do for you will be 90s related. I I will guess any rider. But (laughs) we move on. Um, Finish off the show. I think what we'll do is we'll um, we'll look look to the Premiership playoffs. Um, Obviously, we'll look back to last week's fixture between the uh, Ipswich Witches and the Bellevue Aces, which um, an emphatic victory for Ipswich in the end. Um, Bellevue really struggled to, to, to get nailed in on the, on the Ipswich track, to be honest, and Ipswich come away with a big 18-point victory at the moment. So I suppose the question is, tomorrow evening, um, back at Bellevue, can they overturn it? Do you think they can overturn it? You certainly can't rule it out. But I think they've left themselves an awful lot to do. I think that's you know an awful lot. Do we know is Doyle back for Ipswich or Doyle, is he still Doyle is back? He um did you did you see the golden helmet today? I haven't. No, I didn't see the. I, I watched. Normally, I watched the final. He was going to absolutely blitz the final, and he hit a rut on Ben Free and got a puncture. Ah, oh, he's won that a few times. Yeah. I believe he's won the Czech golden helmet quite a few. Is it six rider final? On it? Is it yeah, six yeah. Rider final? Timo Larty yeah. won it in the end. I saw. I did see Timo Larty won it. Yeah, but Doyle yeah, was Doyle was, was coming. Doyle had like 
come under him into Ben Free, and he had him on toast. He was going to win that, and he got a puncture. I didn't cheer, I promise. <laughs> it's awful of you. Yeah, um, yep, Jason Doyle is back. Um, Ipswich um, are at full strength, to my knowledge. I think Joe Thompson will be... Or oh, is it Jack Smith? I can't remember now. Um, but Bellevue are obviously operating rider replacement for Charles Wright. And there's also no doubts over Norwich Blowdown. He's had another crash. He had a crash in the other, not the Golden Helmet, the the day before in Pardubici. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure if he's available, which is going to obviously hamper them because Norwich's a, a strong reserve to have at Bellevue. But um, they'll be on the lookout for a guest if he's unavailable. So for me, you know, someone that we both know, a uh, friend of the show, Richard Hill. He's been in constant contact with me over the last few weeks during Ipswich success. Um, I, I just, I, I can't see Ipswich not winning this with the power that they've got. Yeah, I, obviously with with Doyle, obviously with Doyle, as you as you said, it depends on how fit he is. Obviously, he's done quite. You know, he, obviously, as you say, he was he was going to romp away with the golden helmet until he had a puncture. So, you know, you're looking at that. If you said. Between him and Saifutinov, they get 25, 26 points minimum, mm. you would say. Yeah, what's that, 12, 12 each, something like that? They're, yeah, yeah, they're I, probably good I, for that. I think you throw Danny King in there as well. I think. Yeah, no, that's they what need, I mean. I, I, they need 30, what is it? They need 36. I think you, you could, yeah, you could get 32, 33 from them free alone. Yeah, and that, and then you just, you need, you know, I think that, that track is going to, is going to suit certain rate. You know, obviously you've got Eric Riss and Keenan Rue. I think it's, it's a tall order for it. So they're going to need either Doyle or Saifutinov to have an off night. And it's Doyle isn't top notch at Bellevue, but I still, mm. he's still worth it's worth a decent amount of points. I think they've left themselves too much to do, if I'm honest. Um, I yeah, I, obviously I think Bellevue will win on the night I, yeah. without issue. I don't know. I think they'll win on the night, but I can't see him winning by ninety by twenty odd points. They're just uh, not with Saifutinov and Doyle in the team. Just based on that meeting at Ipswich as well, um, I, I heard a term throttle jockeys um, thrown at Bellevue riders um, when they needed to ride a little bit smart at Ipswich last week. Um, but I want to just touch on a, an interview with, and this was actually, it's totally unspeedway related, it's football related actually with Dominic Calvert-Lewin on Match of the Day last night. And Phil Mullard, who's a Bellevue fan, I've picked up on this as well. Um, after the match, he was talking about fans etc and only a couple of weeks ago Dominic Calvert-Lewin was getting booed off the pitch at Everton he scored for him mm. yesterday in a 3-1 win at Brighton uh, Brentford sorry and, and they're singing his name and this is this is uh, and this is relatable to Bellevue in many respects because the fans slated the team after their performance at Ipswich and it, it's the fickle Fickle fan. It's not a fickle fan base in terms of Bellevue. Every every fan base is exactly the same. Things Bellevue mm. have topped the league at the end of the day. They deserve to be where they are. They've been hit by injuries at the end of the season, and they had a p- poor performance at Ipswich. But it's interesting that that Dominic Alvalouin alluded to. It's just the way that fans are. They're passionate. It's because they care, and it, and it's the same with the Bellevue fans. That they've reacted in this way because they care, and yeah. that's not such a bad thing at the end of the day. Yeah. It's definitely a fine. It's a fine line, I think, because you look at those scores for Bellevue, and I'm not. This isn't me. I'm not singling out Dale and Bewley here, but you've got your GP rider in your team. Your number one, I believe, he's a number one, or is it Kurtz at one? I can never remember. Kurtz is a one. No. Yeah. So you know, even you know, you've got your number five away from home in a playoff semi-final, big meeting, and he's only got five. You know that, like, and that's obviously you. Know, you look at other. Your Norwich Blowdown's got 
three, you know, the reserves have got three and two between them away from home. That's not necessarily unexpected. But you look at the rest of their top the the top five. You look at Kurtz, Brennan, and Lidsey, you'd probably say have reasonably done their job there. They've had a an okay night. But I th- it's a fine line between you know, at the end of the day, fans pay a lot of money, especially if, if you've if you've travelled from Manchester to to Ipswich, you've paid your ticket money. I th- you see a lot of people that you know you can't have an opinion on the riders because you don't ride, race the bikes, and I understand that. I understand that you, you know it's difficult to put yourself, but I think you can have an opinion when you've paid your money and you've gone. And I think, and if your number five only scores five in a playoff semi final, I think you're entitled to be a little bit. Obviously, you're passionate because you're a fan. You're going to be, you know, that that's the sort of thing. You've just got to be careful with how you do it. You, you know, you don't want to be going on social media and and just shooting off at, at left at riders left, right, and centre. You want to think before you do that. But mm. I think if I'm in the car, if I'm a Bellevue fan in the car on the way home, I'd be, you know, I'd be pretty gutted that you know my season could be over on the basis of a of a of, of being beaten eighty by eighteen points away at Ipswich in the semi final. It's did Bellevue pick Ipswich or is it? Am I dreaming that? Uh, no, it's it's firstly fourth. Is it, it's not. Second, oh, okay. It's not the second oh, okay. third. Yeah, it's slightly right. different okay. to the championship. But. Yeah, I think you. Know, I think you can you can understand their disappointment in terms yeah. of in terms of their in how the and in the performance in you. Know, you can't be getting beat by eighteen points in the playoffs. It just you can't be doing it. And you know, it's different. I think it's difficult. There's a fine line between slating riders just expressing disappointment at the performance of the team that you've just gone and paid to watch. I think there's a there's a fine line there. I think you can you can express disappointment, especially when it's a, such a big meeting and you've lost by 18 points away from home. I think you can express disappointment because you're passionate and you pay your money to go and watch them. No, I agree. And it, it is an uphill task for Bellevue. But um, I think if you look at their performances, um, I think, if I remember rightly, during the course of the season, they did beat Ipswich 55-35 at home. Um, obviously, another one was 49-41, but in the A fixture, uh, they've beaten them by 20 points, so there's there's nothing to say that they can't do it again, but I just I just sense that Ipswich are going to nick this one, and, and I said before, with the run that Ipswich were on, um, a full-strength team now as well, I just think the momentum was with Ipswich at the moment. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them go on and win the final. As heartbreaking as that is to say. If it's it's interesting. Pass. I think you're right. I think in terms of the league, in terms of obviously Sheffield's... Sheffield finished second, didn't they? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I always doubt myself when I'm thinking about it. Sheffield yeah. finished second, didn't they? And I, no, I, I no would, sorry. Wolves finished second. Sheffield was Wolves third. Finished second. And, yeah. But it, you know, you, at the start of the season, you put Bell, you, you put Bellevue and Sheffield as probably your being as being the, those top sides. And it, I think you could be, especially with the Wolves side that was really unfancied, even you know, by all three of us as well, at the start of the season, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see um, both Sheffield and Bellevue not make the final. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. So, we'll come on to our prediction then. And because I'm a gentleman, I'll let you go first in the Bellevue versus Ipswich one. Bellevue versus Ipswich. Okay, I'm going to go. As long I'm going to go. What I've predicted anyway. Have we not already done this? Did we not already do these? We, we've done this, but we cancelled them off because um, the fixture oh, okay, was postponed the rain. last week. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... F- uh, 50-40 to Bellevue in the second leg. I'm happy, I'm happy with that because I had Bellevue to win 49-41. <laughs> so I'll put that in. Um, and then for Kane, we'll say thirty-three fifty-seven to Ipswich. There we go. 
Yeah, no, I've got 75 15 Ipswich. Just to go for that. I've got 57 <laughs> 33, and he can he might change that if he ever wakes up. <laughs> if he's, I hope he's all right. I hope he's all right. Yeah, I know. We're I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's. I was worried about him last week when he didn't turn up for that <laughs> for that meeting we were doing. <laughs> Maybe we should put out a poll on Tuesday. Maybe we should put out a poll when this goes up and say, where do you think Kane was? And just and see what people think. Where Where was Kane? Where was He's he? Definitely going to be asleep. <laughs> I'll put money on it. Um, so we move on to then the second uh, semi-final. And interestingly, Eurosport are, I believe they're showing the Bellevue versus Ipswich second leg in what potentially could be Wolves' final ever home meeting at Monmore Green, which I think is a little bit of a kick in the teeth. For Wolf Speedway, I I just find that I I understand that the Bellevue Ipswich meeting is going to reach its conclusion tomorrow night, but I just think this is potentially the last time you watch Wolves at home. So, so why would you not put that fixture on? But they, I know they're going to have reports from Wolves, but or, or even, it's not the same the, though, is it? In it's the past, they used to have like they used to switch between heats, didn't they? I remember they did. Back yeah, twenty eighteen, they used to switch. I, I remember, yeah, I remember being at a few Swindon playoff meetings and then switching between the two. And don't get me wrong, while you're at the meeting, my lord, does it drag? Yes. <laughs> oh, lordy, it drags. But I don't know. I sure. I think I'm really surprised that obviously I know that there's been issues or whatever with 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 rain offs and this, that, and the other. But you'd like to think they'd have put both on, wouldn't you? Yeah. But you know, interesting just between the two. Interesting. We talk about we talk about injuries and and Sheffield for me you've almost got a top end team here with with the uh, Wolves are obviously going to be at, uh, at full strength for their meeting and they've they've been having their struggles at home recently but Sheffield has secured the services of um, Norfolk's number one Kings Lynn's number one Robert Lambert as a replacement for and I think that is for Tobias Muzlak. Um Ty yes. Woffenden has been replaced by Richard Lawson and I would. Hazard, I guess, that Ty Woffenden will not be there tomorrow. So Richard Lawson will guest. And then Drew Kemp, who is a former Wolverhampton rider, will deputise at reserve for Klaus Vissin. So in many respects, Sheffield have really strengthened themselves up for this meeting. And we know in the past, um, particularly recently, uh, Sheffield have really struggled away from home. And Wolves is no different. Um, I'm just looking at some of the old results. Um, 50-40, but more recently, 55-35 to Wolves. Um, so... It's for me though. Wolves Wolves have started to struggle a little bit at home over recent times, and if the tracks are a little bit testing, and with the weather, if there's a little bit of moisture in the air, I, I sense the feeling that this fixture could be a lot closer. And and especially having Lambert, Lawson, Chris Holder, Josh Pickering was much improved uh, last time at Wolves. Uh, Drew Kemp at reserve against the frailties that Wolves have at reserve. I think this could be a lot closer. Yeah, I, I, Wolves. Wolves track. We've always we've we've spoken a lot about Wolves, uh, the ho- their home track advantage, which uh, hasn't really played into their hands too often this season. They seem to have uh, they've had a lot of close meetings at home, um, but you know from 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 previous years, especially in the playoffs, if if you, a little bit of rain on that Wolverhampton track and that any home advantage they did have sort of goes out the window. Um, you know, I, I, I saw it in the semi final in twenty nineteen when I. I Traveling to Wolves to watch Swindon and, and didn't wasn't necessarily that confident that we'd I, I thought we'd keep it close but I wasn't confident we, we we would come away with a win and there was a little bit of a down before downpour before the meeting and Swindon won by ten so it's a little bit it because of the lateness in the season a, a normal Wolves track I would probably fancy them to win even with Sheffield's changes um, 
but I, I think I'm with you. I think it, it is quite. I think it will be tough. Will be tight. Um, I think a lot of it comes down a bit to reserve. Depends on which res, which pair, which reserve pairings do better. I think because I think in terms of the top five, I think it will. I think they'll be swapping heat wins quite regularly, sort of uh, trading blows as such. Mm. So I think. Um, I don't know the size for Thursday, so I don't know who the Sheffield Gefts will be on Thursday. I wouldn't be surprised if it's something similar along what we've got on Monday with uh, Lambert Gesten again. Um, we'll go for our predictions then. Um, so we'll do both legs. Um, if I go first on the Wolves-Sheffield, and then you can go first on the Sheffield-Wolves. Sounds good to me. I like so, it. Because I want to I want to keep... I'm going to go for Wolves 48-42. Um, in the home leg, I know that's a lot tighter than what it has been this season, but I just think Sheffield are a little bit stronger. Um, and I think Wolves will still win the meeting, I think. Um, but I think there's 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 just frailty starting to show in that Wolves team. So we'll see how that goes. But Rob, what are you going for? Um, oh, it's going to be... Mm, I do, I'm with you. I think it'd be tight. I'm going to go... I'm gonna. I tell you what. I'm gonna go fifty forty to Wolves. Fifty forty. Forty. Okay. Um, Kane's just rung me. He said Sheffield are going to win sixty one twenty nine at at Wolves. Oh, well, I tell you what. Fair play, Kane. He's gone. He's he's gone outside the box there. He's got he's got a big lead, so he's gone interesting on that one. So I'll come to you first. Then second leg down at Olerton, um Thursday. If we, I, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Robert Lambert again. In fact, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be the same three guests again. To be perfectly honest, yeah, I'd be surprised if they make it. If they can book the same guests, I would imagine they would do. Um, it's it's weird because I did just not five minutes ago say I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Wolves Ipswich final, but I don't know now. <laughs> I don't want to contradict myself within ten minutes of saying something else. <laughs> but now my, my head's telling me Sheffield. It's oh, it's a tight one. Wolves haven't been very good at Sheffield this year. Am I right in thinking no, that? No, Sheffield won 50-40 and 54-36 in their fixtures at home. Um, Wolves' away form is... I, I just think Wolves' away form is going to cost them in the end. But I don't want to go into too yeah. much detail because you might nick my score. Yeah, I, I tell you what. I, mm, uh, yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to contradict myself. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Wolves Ipswich final, but my head's telling me if they if Sheffield have that team that Sheffield might scrape through. I'm going to go fifty two thirty eight. Oh, do you know what? That's the score I was going for. <coughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to go fifty one thirty nine though, because I I think it, I I just think with that team Sheffield will be Wolves will struggle away from home, and I think I think I think most people probably thought it would be a Bellevue Sheffield final in the end. If, if at the start of the season anyway, um, and whether it is or not, I I personally think it will be an Ipswich Sheffield final in the end. And if Sheffield pick their guess right, I think it will be a very interesting final. But it's it's almost like it was it was meant to be this way. I, we, we talked and we laughed about the the two man team at Ipswich um, with Jason Dorn and Emil Sofutinov, and it would be a crime if they weren't in a playoff semi final or even a playoff final. But <coughs> To, to see them two in a final and then let's not discount Danny King as well who's performed admirably in, he took a lot of criticism this year but his, his performances in the knockout cup were exceptional and and mm. I know he was pr- proud as punch to, to lift that trophy for him and it was great to see him lift the trophy although it was Ipswich but 
Um, I think Danny King's contributed quite a lot to that club. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Kane to tell. Uh, Kane's gone 63 27 to Wolves in the second leg. Interesting. <laughs> he's just, he's just, te- he's just, I like that. Me. I like it. He's gone very that's, bold there. Very bold. That's a high, that's, that's two ridiculously high scoring semi final legs now. So he's got Wolves winning it by what, four points? Well, I think yeah, by a couple about. of points there in the end. What they won there? Uh, 92 88. Yeah. Four points yeah. in the end. It's it's very interesting the way he's gone with that one, but that's um that is our um our, our premiership roundup of that. But and then we move on to the championship uh, playoff. Um, and today, uh, unfortunately, we've lost our red car bears. The red car bears have gone from the playoffs. Um, yeah, injuries have absolutely destroyed them. Uh, today encapsulates everything about their season essentially. With they've gone into a meeting. Um, Eric Riss is riding in the long track of nations. Um, he was unavailable. Connor Bailey has, in essence, gone to Rockslav to ride in an extra league final, and he's not even took a ride tonight. Um, so they could have had him. The injury to Charles Wright, who for me is irreplaceable at Redcar, um, and and they've gone and they've lost a lost at home to. Um, I think they lost heavily in the end. Um, Fifty. I want to say fifty-three thirty-seven as well. Yeah, yeah. Fifty. They've lost fifty-three thirty-seven Oxford tonight, which means that they can no longer qualify for for the playoff finals. Leaves it between Oxford and Glasgow in that respect, and there's a lot to play for there because this could be done and dusted um, in the next couple of days as well. Um, I believe what is it? Oxford have to go to Glasgow on Tuesday evening, and if Oxford pick up a point from that, they will make their way into the uh, championship playoff final. Before the mm. before the two clubs, or before Glasgow finished their fixture against Redcar as well, which you would uh, fully expect them to go there and win with the current problems that Redcar are having. But uh, we look at Group A as well, and after what was a shock result with uh, Scunthorpe drawing at Pool, Pool as Pool do, pulled it out of the bag with a massive win at Scunthorpe on this Friday, just gone. Obviously, Scunthorpe then went to Edinburgh and had a massive victory, but with Paul only needing two points now with home and away fixtures against Edinburgh, you could you can't see anything but Paul in the final, can you? No, I think barring barring something catastrophic, I think I think the I think we can we can safely say that Paul are in the final. That's no disrespect to Edinburgh, um, but you know, Edinburgh, you would you would say that your know, Paul have just won away from home by ten points at Scunthorpe, and Scunthorpe have won very comfortably away. What by for eighteen points, I think at Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, eighteen point fifty four thirty six. So, you know, no disrespect to Edinburgh, but I I would suggest that you know, even if Paul didn't pick up the win away at Edi- away at Edinburgh, I you know, I don't think there's any doubt that they won't win at home. So, um, yeah, I think from that group, as I think Scunthorpe have, have have made it more interesting than I think a lot of people thought that group would be. Um, and yeah, you know, kudos to them that they've 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 done that. Yeah, you know, they. They got that draw down on the south coast, and uh, you know they had Paul worried for a little while, but um, yeah, Paul, as you say, Paul do what Paul do, and they're uh, I think they're they're definitely safe. They're you know, going to be a safe bet in the final. I, I mentioned this to you the other day, but um, a Paul Oxford final obviously has great appeal for you as well. Yeah, I, uh, oh, it's hard. It's not hard. I know exactly who I'd rather win out of two. <laughs> Imagine, um, imagine if Ipswich and Oxford do a clean sweep this season. Yeah, we're not going to be. Us, we're us not going to be never, never, never come back. I think we should just go in hiding. I was thinking to myself. I was. I tell you what. I no. I, no. Don't do that, Rob. Don't. Don't <laughs> do anything stupid. Don't do anything silly. 
don't say anything you're going to regret but uh no i mean i'm i'm gonna if should it be an oxford pool final i'm gonna nail my uh flag to the post and i'm gonna go i'm gonna be i'm not gonna say fan but i'm gonna be slightly more inclined towards pool for the first time in my life i'd go um, i mean personally i'd go oxford just because louis there I'd love yeah, it's it's to be honest. I think it just like Gary Neville said when Liverpool and Man City were going for the league. It's like trying to pick from two blokes to nick your wife. Yeah, no, I. Um, it, I, I, I mean, I, I obviously don't have that loyalty to either one. I'm not, and like I try, I still couldn't get in contact with Danny Ford this week. But like trying to explain, like everyone hates Paul because they're serial winners. Um, and obviously, with the close proximity to you, uh, the rivalry with Oxford is massive. So you wouldn't want them to win. So watch, watching a final yeah. between Paul and Oxford is like, can they both not lose? It's 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 far from ideal, mate. It's not it's not nice. It's it's not a, it's not an ideal situation. But here we are. I'm, yep. I'm not a Paul fan, but I'll I'd rather them win. <laughs> so. In terms of the prediction, and this is the last one of the week, um, I've just chosen the one fixture this week. I was looking at the Edinburgh versus Paul fixture, but I think it's, with the greatest respect to Edinburgh, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. And, and by the time that they meet at Edinburgh anyway, Paul will have qualified. So it's it's almost like a null and void fixture. So the fixture we're most looking at is the Glasgow versus Oxford meeting at Ashfield Stadium. Um which obviously, as I mentioned, if Glasgow go on and win and take the bonus point, they will almost find themselves in pole position. But if that Oxford can keep it to within 10, um, Oxford will qualify before Glasgow even go to a red car. So um, I'll come to you first, Rob. I'll let you have first go. Glasgow versus Oxford. Which way is it going to go? I'll give, <laughs> little, I'll give you a little bit of information. Glasgow won 51-39 last time. I they do did, recall. I do they, recall. They did not have Vadim Tarasenko at that point. Mm. And, and I'm not sure whether Klaus Vissen being there or missing is positive An or issue. negative for him. To yeah, be it's a difficult one with Klaus Vissing, isn't it? Um, now, before any Oxford fans come in and say, uh, you know, Rob, you're in, incredibly biased. This is my, this is genuine thinking. This is just because I don't want you to win. I think Glasgow will win fifty two thirty eight, and that's that's genuine think that's genuine thought has gone into that scoreline. Not because I don't want you to win; it's just an added bonus. I'm going to be greatly honest with you, and I've only just realised this by looking back at my prediction. I've gone for fifty forty to Glasgow, which means there'll be super a super, heat. there'll be a super heat. <sighs> I, 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 you'd I have, would not you'd want have Harris win. Harris v Masters. Will it be Harrison, Harrison Tarasenko or Harrison Basso or Basso and Tarasenko against mm. Nichols and Masters or Kerr? There's no, oh. there's no I, I think Harris could have had four all night and you'd put him in a you'd put him in that in that race, wouldn't you? It's the million dollar race at the end of the day, and he's gonna make him it through there. to the final. You'd put him in there, he doesn't even need to gate. you'd put him in there. If he, he could have had a stinker all night, but if there's a race he'll get it right, it's that one. Well, Kane's gone for seventy-two eighteen away victory for Oxford. Glasgow <laughs> to have a Glasgow to have a stinker apparently. So in, interesting from Kane that he's gone that way. But I, we trust him. He's in the lead. So would we? Not he knows him? what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's the scores guru. He knows what he's doing. That's that's fair play to him. And then 
Just to finish off our preview of the fixtures, um, we've got another one in Opol in Poland on Sunday of this week, which is the 2023 European Championship pairs, which obviously, um, I think it was Chris Harris and uh, I want to say Tom Brennan qualified with Jordan Jenkins as reserve um, for this meeting. Yes. This is on the back, though, of the news that Chris Harris has now retired from GB Speedway. I don't know if you saw this, Rob. Um, I did, yeah. I did other, see other, that. Than, other than long track action, um, he will no longer represent Great Britain in international speedway anymore. And it's it's almost like the the passing of an era now. Um, he's handed the reins over. Chris, Chris would openly admit that he would never turn down an opportunity to ride for his country. But he's made the decision. Um, and just looking at the lineups ahead of this meeting in... Um, where is it? Is it in? I'm just looking at the meeting. Sorry, I did have the lineups here the other day, and I've lost them there. Tom Brennan and Adam Ellis will represent Great Britain in this meeting with Jordan Jenkins as reserve. Uh, Slovenia are in there as well. Matic Ivasic and Anze Gremic. Italy have Paco Castagna and Nico Cavati. Um, Poland, who for me start off as red hot favourites, uh, Shamek Pravlicki, Simon Wozniak, and Matthias Scherniak. Um, Denmark will be represented by Rasmus Jensen and Mads Hansen um, Latvia, Andai Lebedev um, and I forgot his name, no, Kosta Govs and Yep. and Finland um, Timo Lahti, <laughs> Jani Mustonen and Antti Volas uh, who we might remember from uh, the Speedway of Nations this year in SGP2 I think it was or was it in the World Cup, it might have been in the World Cup. World Cup, World Cup, World Cup. Yep, um, who I thought actually performed admirably. So so they're the ones that will represent. Um, we obviously hope that uh, Great Britain will put up a good performance. But just on that, it's, it's sad to see the end of an era, really, with Chris Harris. Um, and it almost feels like this is it's coming to an end, which is sad. Yeah, I mean, I've I, yeah, I've grown up watching Chris Harris. You wonder if, if you know that's that's the first one. I wonder how long how long he'll continue racing in League Speedway. Yeah, you know, I imagine he'll keep going as long as he feels able to. Um, but yeah, I've, you know, obviously he's not been in the GB team for the last few years in terms of the major championships, you know, the Speedway Nations and the and the World Cup. But in terms of Team GB, he's just been nailed on for as long as I can remember. Really, it's, you know, almost since I've started watching Speedway as a little kid. So. Yeah, no, fantastic rider for for Team GB across many many years, um, and yeah, hopefully he doesn't retire in the uh, in League Speedway anytime soon because there isn't anything better than watching Chris Harris pass people. To be perfectly honest, I one hundred percent agree. Um, and I, we'll come on. I'll come on to Chris Harris again in a little bit, um, and, and I just want to talk about the type of guy that he is. But we're now going to look back over the fixtures from last week. Um, just quickly running through, the fixtures actually themselves didn't start until Thursday. Um, a number of postponements, including Bellevue versus Ipswich, Glasgow Redcar, Paul against Edinburgh and Oxford against Redcar. And then obviously we had the meeting we talked about, Ipswich 54 against Bellevue 36. And I just want to touch on, again, I spoke about Chris Harris. The guy he is, you've got the regular Chris Harris and then you have the playoff Chris Harris. <laughs> Many people doubted anyone could replace Jason Doyle. And at Ipswich, to score 10 paid 13 from five rides, um, you could argue Jason Doyle may even get more than that. But you can't you can't argue with the guy that Chris Harris is, an absolute professional. Yeah, the, the, 
yeah, absolutely. I th- in, in terms of the playoffs, if you need a guest, he's your guy, isn't he? If he's not already race, racing the playoffs and Chris Harris is just, he's just a machine in the playoffs. He just turns into a different rider. I, honest to God, I think he could be, I think he'd be any rider in the world in a playoff meeting. <laughs> That's what I mean. Even as I said, in the, in that, as I said, if the Glasgow walks for me, he went to a super heat. If, um, even if he'd had a stink over the rest of the night, you whack him in that heat. No questions asked. You'd whack him in there. Yeah, well, you'd imagine he'll be at King's Lynn next year, wouldn't you? Obviously. You, you hope. People are closing. Like, oh, what a dream that would be. Just in his swan I mean, song season to win a title. Oh. Win a title. Oh, oh. Win a get we can dream. Title. We can dream. If if we just make the playoffs next year, I'll be happy. I'll scrape the playoffs. I don't mind. If, if you don't finish bottom, I think you'd be happy. <laughs> no, I just want to make the playoffs. I don't want to miss out on the playoffs again. Nothing else. They are the best meet. It is the best time of year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, Friday, we moved on in the Edinburgh Academy, including Jacob Hooker, we had on the show earlier, beat the Mildenhall Fen Tigers 54-36. The Paul Pirates with that big 50-40 victory at Scunthorpe. Whoever doubted them. Whoever doubted them. And then the Red Card Bears went down 47-43 at home to Red to Oxford after after leading by, I think it was a it was considerable margin during that meeting. Uh, Saturday, the Glasgow Tigers in the afternoon fixture uh, beat the Red Car Bears 55-35. And in the crucial meeting, I'd say a crucial meeting, but the Leicester Lion Cubs beat Oxford Chargers 50-38 in the National Development League, uh, which was a dress rehearsal for the playoff final, really. And mm. it was a last heat decider, actually. And it was Ashton Bowen passing, Bowen passing uh, Jason Garrard off the final bend, which secured the bonus point for Leicester, which could be... Read into it what you want. This could be, this could be bigger than the actually playoff final itself. But we shall see. And then the Barrett Bullets uh, finished their season and finished what is that for them now as, as as a club or as a team with a forty four forty six defeat at home to the Bellevue Colts. And then the Edinburgh Monarchs went down fifty fifty four thirty six at home to Scunthorpe, and that was live on BSN. Uh, the obviously postponement of the National Development League Riders Championship at Workington this afternoon. And then this evening, the Oxford Cheaters beat the Red Car Bears 53-37 on BSN. But uh, that takes us on nicely to our Rider of the Week. Um, and last week, we'll go through the details of this one. The winner of Rider of the Week and probably hijacked by a lot of Red Car fans again, as our polls usually are. Uh, <laughs> Danny King came out on top but after his two performances in the Knockout Cup. He won with 42.35% of the votes. Robert Lambert finished in second after his paid maximum at Peterborough with 24.24%. And Benjamin Basso was third with 22.12%. And Drew Kemp come fourth with 11.29%. So we come on to our Rider of the Week for this week. A few selections for you there, Rob. Has, has anyone caught your fancy this week? Yeah, I mean, there was a there was, there was a, there was a name, the name that definitely, definitely popped up. Um... I'm just having a having a little look and seeing seeing what else is on offer. See if I want to go for anyone else. But I've got, I, I've got a few, if I'm honest with you. But yeah, there, there are plenty of riders that have had have had a good week. Um, Man, we've got one actually. I'm gonna. It's going to be a little bit sentimental, if I'm honest. I have a feeling. I think I know you're going to go for. But go. On. I tell you what. You can. Go, I tell you, you go first, to me, if you like. Go on. It's, it's not sentimental for me as such, but I'm going to go for Mason Watson. Um, for the Berwick Bullets in their final home fixture this season. Um, he's only had the one meeting this week um, and he scored 13 points. 
against Bellevue in a home defeat. I, I know it's a home defeat. I, I had plenty of other riders that I was looking at that have had one, two, three meetings this week. But for this for this guy, this is his hometown club who are now going to fold. This is essentially their final home meeting for the time being. He's top scored for him. It's been a tricky season for him. And I'm just delighted he's put in a big score. Um, and I want to put him forward for, me, for rider of the week this week. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think that's a great pick. I think that's a great pick. That wasn't who I thought you were going to pick. I thought I thought you were going after we've been talking about it for a while. I thought you were. I thought you were. I thought you were going to go for Harris. I, I could understand if you wanted to go for Harris. Yeah, or, I was thinking, or anybody. I, Harris is on my list. I tell you, right? He's had. He's only had one meeting, but he's had a stonking score there. Freddie Hodder. He's got. I, 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 I'll tell you who's one. on my list was Chris Harris, Danny King, Freddie Hodder. Mason Watson, Ryan Douglas, Sam Master, Scott Nichols, and Max Perry. That was my list. Mm. Yeah, I, I have got a special is... mention though for Archie Freeman, who broke his leg at the beginning of the season, who made his comeback for the Berwick Bullets this weekend. Only scored a couple of points, but great to see Archie back. Archie yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, again. it's fantastic, especially you know, especially with the younger riders to see him come back from injuries. It's it's perfect. I tell you what, uh, yeah. I tell you what, I don't know. Have we had a national league rider win the rider of the week this year? Um, let me have a look at the. Uh, I don't think we have. I'm hoping Kane would pick a third one. If I'm honest, we'll have to wait for him. But uh, no, 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 no. I mean, ah, oh, yeah, we have Mickey Simpson's won it. Mickey Simpson's won it. I tell you what, even though that, I tell you, what, we're going to go with Freddie Hodder. Actually, fifteen plus one away from home at Berwick in a win. We'll go with. Well, we're going to go with Freddie Hodder. Don't mind that. Don't mind that. And we'll wait for unless. Uh, oh, Kane. Kane's gone for Robert Lambert, even though he's not rode this week. He's decided <laughs> that he would like to put him forward as rider of the week. <laughs> you can't just put you can't just put Robert Lambert forward every week. Jacob Hooks on the list. We put Jacob. Hooks. Oh, we'll wait for Kane. But at the moment, uh, Freddie Hodder and Mason Watson are on the list, and we're going to try and persuade Kane to go for a National League rider uh, as recognition for. For, for that league, anyway, um, for what's happened this season. But we now look ahead to the fixtures that will be coming up this week. Um, obviously, a lot of interest in the playoffs starting tomorrow. The Bellevue Waces take on the Ipswich, which is in the second leg of the semi-final. That will be live on Eurosport and Discovery+. Plus. And then the Wolverhampton Wolves versus Sheffield Tigers first leg with reports coming from there as well. Tuesday evening, the Glasgow Tigers take on the Oxford Cheaters in what is a really crunch fixture as well. Crunch fixtures back to back now. Oh, I love it. Wednesday, Paul <laughs> Pirates take on the Edinburgh Monarchs. Um, again, Paul Pirates win that. They go through to the playoff final. Also on Wednesday evening, the Oxford Chargers take on the Edinburgh Academy, but they're all already assured of their place in the playoff final against the Leicester Lion Cubs. And then the Red Card Bears finish their season off. Um, well, no, sorry, their league campaign off. They've got the Knockout Cup to come as well with uh, a fixture against the Glasgow Tigers. Thursday night, we'll see the second leg of the Sheffield Tigers against the Wolverhampton Wolves, so we will know who will be in the Premiership final. Fingers crossed, the weather stays nice. Friday evening sees the Leicester Lion Cubs take on the Milden Hall Fen Tigers, and then the Scunthorpe Scorpions will take on the Red Car Bears in the Knockout Cup semi-final first leg to see who will face the Paul Pirates in the final. And then finally on Friday, the Edinburgh Monarchs will take on Paul Pirates in the uh, final fixture of Group A of the Cab Direct Championship playoff. And then Saturday evening, and this is a proper fingers crossed, 5pm at Redcar, 
I think this is fifth time lucky. The Stuart Robson farewell. If this gets called yeah. off, I, if I was Stuart, I'd give up. <laughs> <laughs> you hope you you. Oh, it's got to be on this time, isn't it? Oh, we're, we're desperately hoping that the weather stays nice for Stuart and hope all goes well for him. But um, we move on then, Rob. Your rider replacement watch, and I saved this for you from last week. So you've got um, you've got about well over a week's worth of fixtures to go through. But actually, there's not been that many fixtures. It's interesting because the week we did the week previously, there was absolutely loads, wasn't there? Yeah, I know. And now all of a sudden, we've uh, we, we've whittled it down. No, whittled it down. So yes, uh, rider replacement. Um, so Klaus missing was missing from the Glasgow Tigers team uh, away at Oxford. Was covered by five points from four rides. Emil, is it Broom? I want to say Broom. Was it Brown? Broom. Broom. Thank you. Uh, so Emil Broom uh, was covered by six points um, in the Kingsland in Kingsland's meeting away at Peterborough. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, obviously Charles Wright was missing from the Bellevue team uh, in their loss away at Ipswich, and they only covered that with three points. Um, Alex Spooner was missing from the Monarchs Academy team as they. Uh, racing against Mildenhall. He was covered by seven plus one. Um, once again, rider replacement for Klaus Vissing in there. In the Glasgow home meeting against Redcar, that was covered by five points. Um, a couple of absentees from the Berwick versus Bellevue National League meeting. Connor Coles was covered by ten points. Um, and then uh, Sam Hayden was covered by seven plus one. Yeah. And finally, the last rider replacement was Connor Bailey. He was... Uh, out of the Red Car Bears team um, as they lost to Oxford in the playoffs. Uh, he was covered by just two points. Um, and then we shall move on to the uh, league table roundup once I find the link. So um, we can do the uh, playoff roundup, actually, can't we? So um, in terms of the league tables, obviously we know how the Premiership finished. Uh, we know how the Championship finished, as, as we've heard earlier. Leicester and Oxford will compete in the National League final. Um, Leicester have got uh, finished top on twenty. Uh, will finish top, um, possibly on twenty eight points, depending if they win their last meeting. Oxford will finish second on twenty four, and then going down the rest of the table, Bellevue have finished on twenty two points. They sit in third. Uh, Mildenhall, I think, could uh, possibly no, definitely not. So they're likely to finish fourth, even with a bonus point. I don't think they'll catch Bellevue on points difference. Uh, Edinburgh are in fifth. They've got a match left. They're on 16 points. Kent are in sixth. They've got 11. Um, early season favourites, Workington, sorry, Kane, um, have got nine points in their 13 matches. They've got one remaining. Um, Berwick have finished their season. And looks like for now the Berwick Bullets have finished altogether. they finished the season with just two points um, at the end of it. So... Um, yeah, uh, in terms of the in terms of the playoff tables in the championship, uh, obviously we were talking about it earlier. Scunthorpe do still top Group A, um, but pull with a win in their home meeting against Edinburgh will see them into the playoff final. Um, they're on five points after two matches. Edinburgh have not scored a point yet from this one. Um, they're they're bottom of that, and we'll hope to try and scrape some sort of points from the two pool meetings. However unlikely that might be. And then in Group B, Oxford um, are almost there, but it will entirely depend on how they get on away at Glasgow, who have got two meetings left. Oxford lead the way with seven points. Glasgow are on two, but obviously have two matches. And then Redcart are unfortunately not making the final this year. They haven't got a point yet from three matches. 
Um, and that covers the uh, league tables. Are you uh, thank with you. us? Nathan? Yeah, thank you very much, Rob. Yeah. No, no problem. Got me out of a hole there. But, uh, um, I'll just do Kane's clinic while we're here. Then. Um, fortunately, um, despite all the injuries that have been going on, there's only actually been one injury this year. Um, this year, um, I wish. Uh, one injury this week. It's uh, Anders Rowe, um, who had a crash at uh, Scunthorpe uh, for Paul. Uh, he's sustained concussion, so he's out for a mandatory period of 10 days. Um, I'm just trying to think. He will miss both legs of the Paul Edinburgh fixture next week, if my calculations are correct, I hope. Um, then, just just some news from the continent. Um, some news has come out of today. In fact, um, well, one bit of, has come out today. Uh, it's a well done to Motor Lublin, um, who have been crowned Extra League of Champions this evening. And they have uh, beaten Rockslav over the two legs in the final. Um, Torren um, overcame Chesterkova, and they finished third. Um, so they pick up the bronze medal. Um, but in the Danish league, Esbjerg um, have come out on top. Um, they're represented by some Kingsland legends in here. Uh, Niels Christian Everson, Emil Broom, Jonas Jeppesen. Um, I'm now going past Kingsland legends. Uh, Luke Becker and Matthias Nielsen. So uh, well done to them guys um, who have uh, gone and um, won trophies for in their countries this week. Um, but um, just to finish off the show, we'll we'll look at our schedules uh, ahead. The Speedway that's coming up this week. Obviously, the Eurosport schedule we'll see. Um, as we mentioned, the Bellevue Aces against the Ipswich Witches on Eurosport tomorrow um, with reports coming from Wolves against Sheffield. Thursday evening, we'll see Sheffield against Wolves. And then uh, Saturday, we will see the final GP of the season from Torren in Poland. But uh, if we look ahead to BSN, they have, um, they've been quite busy recently up and down the country. Um, their next fixtures we'll see on Tuesday evening. Uh, the Glasgow Tigers will take on the Oxford Cheaters in that big fixture we were talking about. And then the Red Card Bears the following evening will take on the Glasgow Tigers in the final fixture in that group. And um, that is the only two group uh, two meetings at the moment that will be on uh, BSN. Um, but obviously their schedule will be updated uh, as we go through um, into October. But Oh, I don't know if you've got a uh, if you've got a ruthless moment of this week. I did alert you to one the other day. You did re- uh, alert me to one. Um, uh, I didn't actually see it myself, but a pass from uh, Louis Kerr, I believe, for uh, Oxford. I want to say I can't remember where this was now, but he passed somebody. It, it was quite know, ruthless. I can't. It was hard. It was, Apparently, an Oxford fan described it as hard, possibly even ruthless, but fair. Although ruthless and fair going in the same sentence is an interesting idea. It, yeah, I, did, I just saw the word ruthless, so I tagged you in the message. Just I like it. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, there wasn't, to be fair, ruthless is a hard one because there's not it's an awful, weird. sometimes there isn't an awful lot going on in terms of the world of ruthlessness, you know? We, we might have to switch that up next year. It's like ruddy, yeah. bloody good or something. Ruddy, bloody good. I like that. Um, My noteworthy yeah, um, actually is. Um, I had a noteworthy, which I don't actually think was entirely accurate, so I've had to change it. <laughs> what was your I, not entirely accurate well, word? I was under the assumption that Bartosz Marzlik's main sponsor, Orlan, who he mm. got into the kerfuffle in the last Grand Prix about because he was wearing the Kevlars with them on the front, were sponsoring the Toron GP, which in itself isn't too much noteworthy because they have sponsored GPs across this year and in the past. But I just found it coincidental that they would sponsor the event after he had been disqualified. 
it now turns out I was reading something and I don't actually think they're sponsoring the event this weekend. So I had to change my noteworthy. I was, like, is it not, is it not, is it like Tauron? Some oh, company called Tauron. Yeah, well, well he's kind of sponsored funny. by Orland. Um, yeah, no, I know he but is. Devolt, so Devolt the, uh, they make um, like electrical like screwdrivers and stuff, don't they? Yeah. Who I think is sponsoring the event this weekend, or so I read today. So I'll come up with another new noteworthy, which actually Kane, for all his faults for not being here this evening, gave me earlier. And um, Jakub Miskoviak became the first senior in 2023 to lose to a Torrent junior on his home track. That is no, that's an in, I like that. That's interesting, that is interesting, isn't it? That's a good stat, that. That is not, I like that. So he's the first. So he's the first non. So he's the first senior rider to lose to a Torren reserve on his home on his track. track. Yeah, this, I think it was. This, um, I want to say. Bear with me. I'm going to have a look. I wanted to say it was Casper Lobodinsky, but I'm now. I'm. I'm going to get your details because I'm really interested now. I should have had this ready already, but. <laughs> I will. I I'll tell you what. I will look up the Torren team and let you know. I've got it. I've got it. Never you fear. Never you fear. It was. Was it Lewandowski? No, it was. It's not who I said it was, anyway. No, Lobodzinski doesn't ride for uh, Toronto. No, I'm, I'm looking at completely the wrong fixture. If I'm brutally honest, oh. I'm, I'm looking at the Rockslide fixture, which, which I actually, well, I didn't find it funny, but they they started to replace like Schmarslik got replaced and all sorts. Laguta got replaced in the final meet uh, races and whatnot. I think that's just a little bit of a rip off for the fans, but. <laughs> they I'm love just, it anyway over there, don't they? I'm just yeah, I'm just filling a bit of time while I look at this fiction I want to find out who this rider was. Um Christoph Lewandowski. I was right. Christoph Lewandowski. Not Lobodzinski, Lewandowski. Yeah, yeah, Lewandowski. He beat Jakob Miskoviak. Um, and became the first uh junior to Well, there you go. Interesting stat for you. I like that. No, that's that's indeed noteworthy. I like that a lot. Actually, well, I was going to do the Speedway Link game this evening, but Kane's ruined it for us. We he has, isn't it? Yeah. Why not? Well, <laughs> well, um, that concludes the show for this evening, which is is timely. Um, it should keep us just under the two hours, which will be handy. Um, thank you, Rob. It's been insightful had an enjoyable chat with Jacob and yourself and, and we look forward to the fixtures that are coming along this week and next week obviously we'll look at the conclusion of the SGP re- review uh, we'll we'll look at our predictions probably for the uh, nominations of which there'll probably be five nominations for the Grand Prix series next year and we'll obviously be looking ahead to the Premiership playoff final hopefully as long as the weather stays nice and we might even potentially be able to tell you and look ahead to the Championship uh, playoff final as well and then there's National League Development League Knockout Cup final to look forward to as well between the Leicester Lion Clubs and the Mildenhall Fen Tigers so plenty of fixtures coming up Rob um, I've not spoken to you and Kane about this yet but we've got I think we've got eight more episodes left in this season four, five, six no I apologise we've got seven episodes left in this series and then I'm looking to do a Christmas special in Ooh, the middle Christmas of December special it won't Ooh, be Christmas like Day, you'll be pleased to know. We won't be munching oh, into our Christmas dinner, but <laughs> thank the Lord. On, on the 19th of December, we'll be looking to release our Christmas special, and we will uh, obviously we'll be having some fun and games on that one. I think it will be a quiz special, if I'm honest. I like that. Maybe we can come up with some sort of Christmas themed speedway team. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, Do you like that? We'll, I think that, I think that might be an idea. Yeah, we'll look ahead to that. But um, this evening, thank you very much, Rob. 
it's been a pleasure. We've we've nope. looked into the a lot of speedway this week, and we look forward to what's coming up this week, and plenty to look forward to on the telly. But uh, if that's all from you, Rob, we'll say goodbye for this evening. Yep, all from me. Thanks very much. All right, thank you very much, and thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.